Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury. Fight prediction. Dun, dun, dun. Hey guys, Fight Junkie here. Before we jump into this next episode, as usual, I want to remind you guys, you can hit me up on Twitter at FightJunkie.com. Listen to me on Anchor.fm. And of course, subscribe to the YouTube channel, YouTube.com slash FightJunkie. 2006. So before we get into this, of course, I just want to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. I hope everybody ate a lot, slept a lot, and you guys are getting ready for Christmas right around the corner. So let's look at these guys that are going at it on Saturday. Deontay Wilder, 40 wins, no losses, 39 big wins by KO. Tyson Fury, 27 victories, zero defeats, 19 big wins, by KO. Let's look at the odds really quick before we start breaking them down. Currently, Wilder sitting at minus 170 favorite. Tyson Fury sitting at plus 160 underdog. Those are both straight lines. There's a huge plethora of over and unders on this fight because obviously it's a big fight. So you get five rounds, six rounds, seven, it goes on and on. We'll just go 12 rounds, make it simpler at that. Depending on what your book has, you could have many different types of rounds, so you can look at those, but let's just go with the 12 rounds. Fight goes to a decision. Again, that's 12 rounds, plus 115. Fight doesn't go to a decision, minus 135. Also, they have TKO, KO, and again, inside. I'll touch on both of them, but it really just depends on your book. They're almost the same. We've talked about inside versus TKO slash KO slash DQ many, many times. Uh, Fury wins by TKO KO plus 925. That's big. Wilder wins by KO TKO plus 121. Fury wins by decision plus 240. Wilder wins by decision plus 419. Fight is a draw plus 3000. If you have the inside at your book, we have Wilder inside at plus 116. Again, you can see it's close to that KO TKO line. Fury wins inside, plus 775. Again, a little bit less than his KO, TKO, and that's pretty much it. So then, of course, you have a whole bunch of round props as far as Wilder wins in round 10, Fury wins in round 11. There's a lot of different things on this fight that you can bet, but because we don't know what you have at your book, I'm not going to go through every single thing it would take forever to do so but if you want to spread your money around there are a ton of ways to do it on this fight you can bet on unanimous decisions split decisions fury wins in round one through six fight goes a minute 30 into round eight i mean it just goes on and on and on and on so let's get into how i see these guys matching up first thing i will tell you is i'm not a huge fan of deontay wilder I've mentioned before, as far as betting goes, especially when you're going to do it in a a professional setting, it doesn't matter if you like a guy or not. If you think he's going to win, you bet on him, and that's just the way the cookie crumbles. A win is more important than your personal feelings about Deontay Wilder or anybody else. You see this over time. I talk about it. I touch on it after fights where people go berserk one way or the other. Because they're betting, you know, with their heart. They're betting with who they like. They're betting with a style they like. And then when they lose, it's a bunch of, you know, whining and crying about this, that, and the other. So I try to stay away from that. But I will tell you straight up, I'm not a big fan of Deontay Wilder. Um, 
I mean, you can't discount what he's done. Even though I'm not a fan of him, I have to give props. I try to give credit where credit is due, and the guy has power. I don't care if it's sloppy. I don't care if he looks like an amateur. I don't care if he's considered the worst heavyweight that's ever laced up the gloves. He does have power. I mean, he's knocking these guys unconscious. He doesn't play. When he hits you, you go to sleep. And I don't think that's going to change on Saturday night. In my opinion, it's not like Tyson Fury has a granite chin where if Wilder hits him like he hits these other guys, he's not going to go to sleep. I see it going the exact same way if he's able to land that punch that he's always landed, 39, 39 wins by KO, 40 wins total. And he actually avenged that. So he went to a decision with Stavern, and then he ended up wrecking Stavern later on in a rematch. So he's knocked out everybody he's faced. If that happens and he lands those kind of punches, there's no way that Fury's going to be able to take it. He doesn't have that type of uh, granite, you know, you can hit me George Foreman style. He just doesn't. We've seen him dropped earlier in his career. I don't think anybody would say it's out of the question that Deontay Wilder could add another knockout victim to his record. I think we all pretty much could see that happening if Wilder does what he's supposed to do. If he's able to implement his game plan the way he wants to do it, I think we can all see that. Now, when it comes to the power of Tyson Fury, I guess you could say it's underrated, but I don't really know if it is. I mean, on paper, it looks better than what it is to me. Honestly, 19 out of 27, he stopped. But, I mean, just look at his comeback fights, his two fights. One of those was a stoppage, and one of those was a points win. But when you look at that stoppage, it was meh. I mean, really, did you did he look like he, he was bringing thunder to the party? He wasn't. You know what I mean? You got to look at the quality of competition as well. Now, granted, all of us know about the mental health problems. All of us know about the physical problems. All of us know about the overeating. All of us know about the drugs. All of us know about the drinking. All of us know about the women. All We know everything about Tyson Fury. That's one thing. He's an open book. He's told us everything that there is to tell about what was going on in his life after he beat Klitschko. We understand what he was going through. I mean, it's impressive whether you like him or not, whether you like his style, whether you think he's boring, whether you think he's a pillow puncher, it doesn't matter. What he's come back from is impressive. And even though I don't think he looked great in his two comeback fights, he's lost a ton of weight. He seems to be there mentally where he should be. And I expect him to be in even better shape in this fight on Saturday. From everything I've seen, all the training videos, all the uh, photographs of him, he looks to be in amazing, amazing shape. So if you're waiting for the weigh-in to bet on Tyson to see what he looks like, just go out there, do your research, look at stuff. I think you could already pull the trigger on him if you're worried about weight. I don't think weight is going to be an issue. I think he's going to be in far better shape than he was in his previous two fights since he's come back. Now, obviously, we have to talk about the comeback because of time off. I mean, you're talking three years since he fought Klitschko, and then he comes back, and of course he fights twice in like two months and now he's fighting Wilder I mean it is impressive what he's done I don't think the competition has been very good at all since he came back I think it speaks volumes to him that he even wants to fight Wilder and his third fight back he could have easily said hey I'm still a little overweight. I've got a bunch of ring rust. I haven't looked spectacular in my last two wins. Give me two, three, four more fights, and then I'll fight one of these big guys, Wilder, Fury, whoever. And he didn't do that. He went straight. He said he wanted AJ. The fight 
what for whatever reason didn't work out. Same thing with Wilder. Wilder said he wants AJ for whatever reason it doesn't work out. So these two got together and he said, let's do it. So, I mean, you got to give him props for that. I know some people were worried that he was just cashing out, that, that he was, you know, worried. His team's worried, oh, he's going to lose to a tomato can and then a big money fight would be out the window. But I don't really see that. I mean, you could see, even though he wasn't looking the best he's ever looked in his two fights back, it didn't really look like he was going to lose. I don't even know if he lost a round between those two guys. So I don't think that that really holds a lot of water because they could have kept putting him in with whoever they needed to put him in to make sure that he won, got the weight off slowly, went through the motions, racked up some paychecks. There would have been people clamoring for a fight with one of the other champions. So I, I don't believe that they're cashing him out. I really believe that he believes that he can beat Wilder. Why does he think that? Well, I'm going to tell you the truth. Wilder is sloppy. He does look like an amateur. I mean, you got to give him a pass a little bit because obviously he didn't have a big amateur background. But I mean, with 40 fights and 39 KOs, you can't really dog on him too much because the results are really all that matters. He's winning. He's a champ and he's knocking people out. He's exciting to watch because he's vulnerable as well. We've seen that. You saw that in the Ortiz fight. He is vulnerable. But he's exciting, in my opinion, because when he comes, he brings it. Like, he's really trying to take your head clean off your shoulders. What's not to like about that? Granted, when you're talking about, like, you know, people that are really old school, hardcore, we like technicians and technique. Yeah, that's one of my problems is, man, he's so sloppy. But then I go, he keeps on winning. So why would you change it? If you really think about it, if you're his team, if you're Deontay Wilder, why would you change it? Nobody's been able to beat it. Sure, there's times where he's vulnerable. There's times where it looks like he's going to lose, but that happens with everybody in their career, basically. You could be the best tactician, the best technician, you know, the best puncher, the best boxer, have the most speed. At some point, you eventually end up losing or, you know, going to that process, it looks like you're going to lose. So you can't say, oh, well, Ortiz almost had him out. Yeah, but a lot of great fighters have lost. He hasn't even lost yet. So even though I don't really like Deontay Wilder, I respect what he does and how well he does it, which is land power punches and basically the right hand. So it speaks volumes, in my opinion, about how good he really is at what he does. Because everybody that goes in knows Deontay Wilder is going to throw wild, sloppy punches at me and he's going to try to knock my head off mainly with the right hand, and they still can't get away from it. So there's obviously subtle things he's doing in there that are setting these fighters up that many people would consider to be better technically than he is, and he still cracks them. And when he cracks them, he puts them out. So that's the thing with the Tyson Fury fight. We all should expect going into this fight that Tyson Fury could be winning every second of every round until the very last round and still get knocked out. That's the type of power Wilder brings. He has it in the early rounds, he has it in the middle rounds, and he has it in the late rounds. And when you're talking about the big discrepancy between power between these two, you have, if you're betting on Tyson Fury, you have to be chewing at your fingernails from the very first round all the way until the final bell. Because if Deontay Wilder is standing, I don't care if he is out on his feet, if he is gasping for air, 
if the man looks like he is going to fall over with a heart attack, if he is still alive, breathing, and can throw a punch, he cannot Tyson Fury out. That's just the way it is. That's just the type of power he brings. And like I said, there's a lot of things that I fault him for, but when it comes to the power and the delivery of the power, he's able to get it done. Now, most people think this is a case of Fury having to box like freaking Ali for 12 rounds and win on the cards. Some people were saying, oh, maybe his power is a little underrated. Maybe with those counter punches, Wilder's missing a lot. You know, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. Maybe Fury could wear him down. Maybe bust him up. Maybe there'd be some type of mercy stoppage or, you know, a doctor stoppage. You know, it's just too many counter punches. Eh, I, I think that's less likely than Tyson winning on the cards. We've seen him go to the cards with lesser competition. Could it be a case of he's going to be really up for Wilder? I think he really will be up. I think he's going to be in great shape, as I mentioned. I think he's definitely going to put some more oomph on his punches because he's going to have to because Wilder is not the type of opponent that he's faced since he's came back. So he's going to have to put a little more sugar in there. He's going to have to put a little more spice on the punches to say, hey, I'm a six foot nine heavyweight as well. So you can't just walk me down and, you know, not fear my punches. He's got to put something on them to make Deontay Wilder respect him. Otherwise, with as crazy wild as Wilder punches, that's a perfect last name, Wilder, right? He's wild, Wilder. I mean, he's wild. With the way he throws those wild punches, I mean, those things come from all freaking angles. Like, they're coming from the ground. They're, I mean, the, the, some of the punches when I watch him throw, I'm like, are you serious? Like, this is a heavyweight champion of the world, and you're throwing punches like that? And then, boom, he hits the guy, and the guy collapses. So, I mean, what can you say? The results speak for themselves. He is getting it done. Now, can he get it done against Tyson Fury? Well, like I said, most people are going to say Tyson has the box. I'm going to throw a little wrinkle in there. I don't know if it's going to happen, but it's just something I think would be extremely effective for Tyson Fury. Instead of just always boxing, 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 trying to judge that range perfectly. Because again, if you miss time that range one time, it could be it. That's all he needs. One time, one mistake, good night. It's over. Instead of doing that all the time, what I would do, I would go forward. Now, you might be going, what the hell are you, you what were you doing over Thanksgiving weekend, man? Come on. No, 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 no. Listen to me. Listen. Deontay Wilder scores the majority of his knockouts at the end of his sloppy, wild punches. Tyson Fury, in my opinion, is probably the better inside fighter. Now, cue up the Tyson Fury uppercut that he hit himself with, right? I guarantee you, all of you guys were thinking that immediately. Like, wait a minute, this guy hit himself in the face with an uppercut. Okay, okay, yeah, that is hilarious. I've watched that over and over again. But I think he would be safe on the inside with Deontay Wilder. If you don't believe me, go back and watch the... Ortiz fight. Wilder actually moves back from Ortiz when Ortiz tries to press him. If or if Wilder was this, hey, let's stand and bang. Nobody can outbang me. I'm the 
you know, guy with the massive power. All I got to do is hit your chin once. Why did he do that? He needs distance. He needs range. He needs you to be on the end of his punches. When Ortiz started going forward, he's trying to close that gap. And so what Wilder was doing was he was moving backwards so he could create that range that he needs. So he could create that distance to throw those looping punches. Go back. Watch it. Wilder must have distance. Now, if you say, well, he was able to move back from Ortiz, why couldn't he from Fury? The difference is Fury has a very, very good jab. He should be able to move forward behind the jab and disrupt the distance that Deontay Wilder is looking for. Not to mention that we already know that Tyson Fury's got to be trying to slip the right hand. We already know that. So even if he's coming forward or going backwards, you know the right hand is coming. A lot of the other slot Wilder throws is to set up the right hand. I'm sure Wilder and his team, I mean uh, Fury and his team understand that Wilder's going to throw those throwaway punches and then he's going to try to set up that big right hand uppercut, something like that, that takes Tyson Fury out. So either way, there's danger. But I think if he's able to close that gap, if he's able to mess up that timing, then he's going to be a lot safer and he's going to be able to land hard punches. Now, of course, you could say, well, he can do the same thing going backwards. I agree. He can. This is what most people are talking about. You will see 99% of the people forget if they're picking Tyson or not. They're just saying. If he's going to win, this is how he's going to win. How is he going to win? He's going to win by boxing. Whether they know it or not, they're talking about distance. They're talking about timing. But everybody has forgotten that you can do this the opposite way. You can do the exact same thing going forward. If Deontay Wilder stood still and Tyson, for, and Tyson Fury met him and Wilder didn't move back and try to gain any distance, if he didn't move back to try to throw looping punches, Tyson Fury would have the advantage. I know that sounds crazy, but I'm telling you, Deontay Wilder is not an inside fighter. If they stood toe-to-toe -to -toe on the inside, Deontay Wilder would not know what to do. That's why he always either goes forward when the fighter is moving backwards or goes backwards when a fighter moves towards him which again is rare. Ortiz is one of the fighters that did that. Stavern did that in the first fight. In the second fight, that was just a wipeout. But in the first fight, even though he got dropped, he was coming forward. Go watch it. Go watch the first uh, the first Stavern fight. He was moving backwards. Wilder understands his style. Like Again, not a fan, a lot of flaws, but I got to give credit where credit is due. He understands his style. Regardless if you think he's an amateur or not, he understands how to adequately move his body into distance where he can land looping punches. Most of us would say, well, you need to land straight punches and your hook needs to be this way and your hands need to be here, but he just doesn't do it and it works for him. So even though he's doing stuff that we don't necessarily agree with, he's still able to maneuver these guys into those punches, just like I said earlier. So if Fury goes forward with the jab, it can disrupt that timing because I guarantee you, if Tyson Fury takes a step forward, Deontay Wilder is going to take a step back. 
The whole key to that is the jab because he wants to blind Wilder as he comes forward because then Wilder with his looping punches will be far less accurate. And we already know sometimes he's crazy inaccurate. I mean, it looks like he's spinning around in there like a ballerina when he misses because he throws everything with power. So call me crazy. I hope it happens at least in a spot so I can say, I told you guys, I told you guys, he would be the better fighter on the inside. Will it happen? I don't know. I know Tyson Fury and his team, they've got to be smart. I, I consider Tyson to have a, a high a ring IQ in there. So he's got to have noticed that. I hope he's able to implement it at some point, just so you guys can see Wilder adjust. He's going to adjust and he's going to move back. I guarantee it. Now, Back to the boxing that everybody's talking about. Can he do it? Yes, he can do it going forward. He can do it going backwards. The problem I see with him doing it going backwards, which is more natural, which is what everybody's talking about. If you bet on Tyson Fury, you say he's going to outbox him. If you think Tyson Fury is going to go seven rounds before he gets knocked out, you say he's going to outbox him. If you think Tyson Fury is going to go four rounds, you say he's going to, he's going to, Use his footwork and move around, and then he's going to get caught. This is how everybody plays out the fight. Okay, how does that happen? Well, the reason that happens is because when Tyson Fury moves back, Deontay Wilder's going to move forward. We already talked about this. You can go back and look at his 40 fights. He does it time and time again. It's going to be nothing new. Again, it's nothing new for Fury. He generally likes to move back and counter. Okay, so what's the problem? The problem is you got a six foot nine guy and a six foot seven guy who are generally taller than all the opponents they face. Tyson Fury has gotten away with his entire career of pulling straight back with his chin up in the air and getting away with it because of one, his amazing jab, two, obviously his huge size, and three, his great ability to judge distance. Now, the problem with that is he's fighting a guy who's 6'7 and throws wild, crazy, looping, sloppy punches with the left hand and the right hand. If he missed times that distance and pulls back incorrectly one single time, those looping shots are freaking made to order to take his chin clean off. If Deontay Wilder knocks out Tyson Fury, I predict it's going to be from Tyson Fury pulling back, mistiming the length and the loop of the Wilder shots and getting sparked out, banged on the chin. Good night. Because when you have a guy who throws looping, arcing punches like that, and you have a guy who pulls back with his chin up in the air. That is an absolute recipe for disaster. Throw out the two-year, three-year layoff. Throw out the two comeback fights where he didn't. If a prime Tyson Fury was in there on Saturday night against the current version of Deontay Wilder, you would still have that same stylistic issue if you're backing Tyson Fury because he cannot miss time that one single time. I saw in his two comeback fights, he was pulling back and he got hit with looping punches. Not a lot. It didn't hurt him. He didn't go down, but I already saw the writing on the wall. If you do that against Deontay Wilder, I don't care if it's round 12, round one, Round seven, 
you have the uh, the absolute chance to be knocked out with one punch. I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility. He gets hit with one single looping right hand and doesn't get back up. So in my opinion, if you're Tyson Fury, if you're betting Tyson Fury, if you're backing Tyson Fury, if you're Tyson Fury's family, you want him to be perfect. I think it's difficult for him to be perfect all night boxing on the back foot trying to perfectly time every looping shot because the way Tyson Fury defends punches is from a six foot nine aspect. There's very few people that are able to hit him with him just simply pulling back. Not to mention when he throws a jab in their face and pulls back. Wilder is a whole different beast when it comes to this because of his height and those looping wild punches. Honestly, guys, this could be a case where the crazy, wild, sloppy punches of Wilder actually help him in this fight because of the way that Tyson Fury drops his hands and literally just uses distance and timing. That's all he's doing. When your hands are down and you're literally trying to get the punch to breeze past your face, you can't be wrong. Now, this has worked again for Tyson because he's huge. But I'm telling you, the six foot seven frame of Wilder and the looping punches are a recipe for disaster if Fury does not fix that. I don't think he fixes it. How does he fix it? This is the way he fights. That's why I think a, a simple strategy change of going forward and doing your work and then going backwards and doing your work and then going forward and doing your work is far, far, far better than just going back, 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 back. Because how long is how long is it going to take for Wilder to figure out the timing? That's that's the question. Is it gonna take him one round or is it gonna take him twelve rounds and the bell rings and he never finds it? That's what you're looking at in this fight. If Tyson Fury boxes off the back foot the entire night without ever going forward and changing up the tempo, then it's going to be, how can he, can he, Deontay Wilder, can Deontay Wilder find the correct timing to land a punch on Tyson Fury while he's pulling out? That's it. I'm telling you guys right now, that's what it comes down to. If he can find that timing one time, I think he knocks Fury out. If he can't, then I think Fury boxes his ears off. But I'm going to tell you, every single swinging haymaker that comes Tyson Fury's way is a potential knockout punch. Every single punch that Deontay Wilder throws, if Tyson Fury is backing up, is going to be a potential knockout shot. Simply because of the way these two guys fight. You cannot fight with your hands down, chin up, pulling straight back, against a puncher like Deontay Wilder and not think, if I get hit on the chin, I'm going to be able to take it. You're going out. I mean, I don't I don't think many of you would disagree with me, even if you pick Fury to win the fight. You may disagree with uh, Deontay Wilder's ability to land the punch. And I could see that. Like, maybe he just can't get that crazy 6'9 Giants timing down. Like, it's just missing by the hair on his chin every time for 12 rounds, but damn, that's perfect. Like I said, 
you're betting on perfection. And there ain't many people in this sport that over the course of 12 rounds don't make some kind of mistake. And that's the deal with Wilder in this fight. And that's the reason he's favored, I'm telling you. The reason is because people are going, how do you not make a single mistake for 12 rounds? And that's not hyperboil, guys. Deontay Wilder hits that hard that he cannot Tyson Fury out with one single punch. So he doesn't need for Fury to make a whole bunch of mistakes. He doesn't need to land three, four, five punch combinations. He only needs one. One single punch. And there's very few fighters that you can really say that about. And I'm talking about honestly, accurately. We all talk about punchers and, oh, it only takes one punch to change a fight. I'm not talking about change a fight. I'm talking about end a fight. Totally end it. Like Ortiz, in my opinion, has a very good chin and look what happened to him. Like after that knockdown, like he was cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. He was out of it. Uh, he was just fighting on fumes, like instinct. And then eventually got put away. And you see that with a lot of guys, they get hit. They don't even get back up. You're talking concussed, serious. So I think that's what you're looking at with these two two styles. I don't think I'm telling you anything you probably didn't know other than the fact I threw the wrinkle in there. I really do believe Tyson Fury should go forward. And I know he's mentioned this. He's actually talked about it. And Wilder said, oh, if you come at me, this is perfect. But that's not a phone booth type of fight. Don't get it twisted. Wilder is not going to stand right in the middle of the ring and let Fury just close the distance, get on his chest, and start an anti inside type of fight. He's not going to do it. He will step backwards. But Wilder's looping punches are far more effective when he goes forward. I think we all know that. That's what I'm saying. Tyson's Fury style on paper is right in Deontay's Wilder's wheelhouse. And you may be saying, yeah, but he's never faced a, a guy who can move like him. And No, he hasn't. But he's used to going forward all the time. That's one of the reasons the Ortiz fight was slow. Like, if you watch that fight, that fight was not popping hot, right? Because Wilder was not going to stand and brawl with Ortiz. One, Ortiz is a hell of a counterpuncher, so is Tyson Fury. Two, Ortiz was coming forward. If Tyson Fury duplicated that, he could replicate some of that success. Ortiz also got Deontay Wilder hurt, and then he punched himself out, then he got tired. A whole lot of stuff happened. But I'm telling you, Tyson Fury can have success pushing Deontay Wilder back. I think it's a safer, yes, I'm actually saying that, I think it's safer for Tyson Fury to throw in some of that going forward than it is just to go back, back, and back. Because what I'm worried about is Deontay Wilder, who always goes forward, who always throws sloppy, wild punches from all over the place, is going to figure out at some point that timing. So maybe in the first round, he's missing like crazy. And everyone's like, yep, see this wild fool missing like crazy. Fury's going to do this all night long, right? But what he's doing is he's trying to get that timing down. He's trying to throw these punches. He's trying to see how Tyson's defending these punches. And he's going to make an adjustment. And if he makes the adjustment and Fury does not adjust as he adjusts and one of those punches land, I'm sorry, man, Fury is going to sleep. And that's the danger here. I don't really see 
Fury being able to do enough consistently to just lay Wilder out because he's going to have to be defensively sound. If you're looking at Tyson Fury and his counterpunching ability, sure, he's going to be able to counter. He's going to be able to land. Again, I wish he would go forward. I think he'd be doing far better. But he's going to have to be defensively sound. Now, when I say that, I don't mean hands up. That's not going to happen. But what I'm saying is he's going to have to avoid those punches. So it's not like he's going to be able to just rattle off five-punch combinations. Because if he does, and he doesn't see Wilder throw in between, it could be lights out, game over. So he's going to have to stick to, okay, am I going to do a minimal offense and stay defensively sound or go crazy and get caught in a wild exchange? I think we all pretty much would agree he'll probably – you know, do the safest way possible to land his punches and at the same time not get knocked out. So when you're looking at these odds and you're looking at these props and you're looking at these straight bets here, when you got Tyson Fury sitting at plus 160, you have to factor in if you think he can knock Wilder out. I don't really see it. Not because I think Wilder's chin is great. I don't. Again, not a big fan. I don't think his chin is that great, to be honest with you. But he does have a heart. You saw that against uh, Ortiz. He he was he was hurt, man, and and he stuck in there. And what happened? His power never went away. It never went away. It came right back. Boom! Shugga lugga lugga lugga. Well, Ortiz is hitting the canvas, so you cannot discount his heart. You can agree with me that you don't think his chin is granite. You can agree with me that you think he's amateurish. You can agree with me that you think he's sloppy. But you have to also agree that he's got power and he's got heart. And those two things can win a lot of fights. You've seen that. He's 40-0, 39 KOs. So Tyson Fury straight, 160. You're, I mean, the two-year layoff, the two comeback fights that were meh, and you're only getting 160 on him straight. Ah, that's a tough sell to me, guys, really. Like, if you, if you wanted Fury by decision, you could sell that to me way more than you could Fury straight, simply because I believe Ortiz is a much harder puncher than Fury, and he wasn't even able to put Wilder down. Granted, two different styles, and if you get caught coming in and all this, and, you know, of course there's variables here, but just on paper, overall, power versus power. I think Ortiz hits harder. I think if you're looking at Fury, you're probably looking at Fury wins by decision. Not only that, but you're getting a much better return on your on your risk because it is a risk. Like I said, he could be winning 11 out of 11 rounds. Dink! Now, as far as Wilder goes, they're straight, minus 170. Is it possible? He's only been to a decision once. And really, do you think he's going to out-decision Tyson Fury? Stylistically, it doesn't even make sense. I mean, for him to win those rounds, he would have to be hitting Fury. And if he's hitting Fury, he's going to eventually knock him out, in my opinion. So I again, the two straight bets, they really don't make a lot of sense to me. Uh, on Wilder, you're laying a premium uh, at minus 170 against a guy who boxes. That's what he does. A 6'9 giant that can box. That's, that's very rare. It's why he's as good as he is. He does so many things that nobody could even expect a guy 6'9 to be able to do. So, again, if you're looking at Wilder, I think you're looking at that inside or if you have the KO, TKO, um, you're actually getting plus money on either one of those. 
instead of laying the minus on Wilder straight and the far, far distance, you know, opportunity that somehow, some way he's able to win a decision. I would actually say Fury has a better shot of knocking Wilder out than Wilder does of winning a decision, if that makes sense. And again, I don't expect either of that to work that way. Um, as far as the round props go, again, you're looking at that plus 115 for a decision, minus 135 for the fight won't go. That's simply because of the way the styles are going. If if Fury somehow won, it's probably going to be on the cards. That's why you're looking at that plus 115. If Wilder won, then you're looking at the fight won't go, and that's minus 135. The only reason you touch that over under is if for some reason you really believe like, Oh, Fury can knock him out and Wilder can knock him out. Or the same thing, if you believe it's going to go to this decision, oh, Wilder can win a decision and Fury can win a decision. That's the only way you even look at that. I don't think it comes into a factor here. I think if you like Wilder, you take him inside KO. I think if you like Fury, you take him by decision. I don't think we're going to see anything like a draw. That's sitting at 3,001. I don't think that's going to happen. All the different round props are very, very difficult to gauge because you've got to see how they're going to fight. Is Tyson going to fight the same way he always does? Is he going to throw the wrinkle in there and come forward? Is Wilder going to take two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine rounds to find that timing? Is it only going to take a single punch to put him out? I mean, those are things you're looking at. I think you pick your poison here with either guy. I think if you ride with Wilder, Wilder, then you take him inside. If you ride with Fury, I think you take him points. And that's the way I think this fight has to end. And that's nothing new. I'm not telling you guys anything that most people aren't going to say or already have said. It's just the way the styles match up. And mainly what this is, is there's little wrinkles in there that can really affect the way this fight swings for either guy. Again, I think for Tyson Fury to get a huge advantage, I'm not even going to say small. I think it's a huge advantage. Would it be go forward and try to close that distance and really make... Uh, Wilder uncomfortable and having to move consistently because not only does he have to move backwards now he's got to throw either stop and throw his wild punches or he's got to throw his wild punches as he's moving back that takes a lot more stamina it takes a lot more power off your punches if you're moving back he's not a natural counter puncher that's not the way he naturally fights telling you if I was making up the game plan if it wasn't full force 12 rounds are going for it would certainly be a lot of it if not the majority of it throw the wrinkle in there then throw a little boxing in there and then go right back at him because I really think the momentum swings in Deontay Wilder's favor if Fury fights the way he normally fights and I know that sounds crazy but you're gonna say well Fury fights that way so why are you giving Deontay Wilder all the credit you know for going forward when Fury fights going backwards all the time. It's because Wilder can afford to make mistakes. That's why. That's why I believe the momentum swings in his favor if they fight their natural styles. Because Tyson Fury cannot make a mistake. I cannot say that enough. I know I'm harping on it, but I have seen that fatal flaw of the way he pulls back with his chin up, guys. You still got, what, four or five days Go do your research. Go look at his fights. Go look at his last two comeback fights. If you don't even want to go back from Klitschko and all of that, if you just want to look at his last two fights, go look at him. Tell me I'm wrong. 
That's the way he defends punches. Hands down, he'll shoot a jab. He pulls straight back with his chin up. It works because he's 6'9", but Deontay Wilder is 6'7", with looping punches. And to me, that is a recipe for disaster. He has to switch it up or he's getting knocked out. That's it for this episode of Fight Junkie. I will sock it to you tomorrow, baby. Fight Junkie 